to the people about to do maintenance yes, yeah yeah we're gonna rock like crack when it came in mm. now that quote is you know particularly poignant today um if anyone knows the science behind that that quote you'll know why but and if anyone knows what we're doing on today's podcast you'll know why but you know power to the people about to do maintenance yeah mm. yeah we're gonna rock like crack when it came in it's me it's me it's podcast p and we're back man yes sir track 21 hmm. 
Track 2 1. Man. Man. That <laughs> like one Marvel's neck for real. Wow. <laughs> You're about to have to move aside. Come on, man. Even though they've been doing crazy things with one division. Are you seeing? Oh my god. Look, I can spoil this. I for can every... spoil the whole thing. And I really want to. <laughs> but I won't. We won't. We'll say, that. We'll, we'll say that we'll say that for a different different network. Come on, man. <laughs> uh how you feeling today, man? How you feeling? I'm good, man. I'm excited. We got some I'm really excited for this podcast. We got some like good shit to talk about today. Mm. Real interesting stuff to talk about, so I'm looking forward to it. How about yourself? Um, same, same. Yeah. I'm really excited about this one. Um, there's a lot of conversations that are going to be had today. Facts. Um, I've been sitting on some of the, some of my opinions on some of these albums mm-hmm. for very long. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, we're gonna get into it. We're gonna get into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess with that, let them know what we're getting into today. Well, with that, man, let me welcome you all into this new month, the month of March mm. um, 2021. Whew, y'all remember March 2020? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The start. PTSD from what I weighed on the digital, man. Because, <laughs> man. Oh, my goodness gracious. It's like three weeks just flattening out a curve. One day, I went out so that I could quickly go and buy some groceries so I didn't starve in uni. Yeah. The next week... I was back home from uni because yeah. it was national lockdown. Listen, but it was only going to be two weeks. Listen, one one, one day, mm-hmm. I was going to sleep, planning to be on a flight to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Tell me why the next day I was sat on my bed. Mm. Didn't go nowhere. Mm. And and haven't been since. <laughs> but yeah, no, so obviously we're in a new month, which means we're going to do a quick wrap-up. Well, not a quick wrap-up. You know how long this podcast be. Man. Um, we're going to do a wrap-up of some of the key movers and shakers within the month of March. Yes, sir. Within the music scene. This week specifically, we're going to be focusing on four distinct albums. Which four distinct albums, I hear you ask. We are going to be doing Table for Two by the one and only Lucky Day. Mm. And we're going to be doing the Judas and Black Messiah soundtrack. Uh, We're going to be doing the album Pink Planets by Pink Sweats. I already told you we were going to be doing that, so you should have known. And Mm -hmm. then we're taking it to Newham. Conflict of Interest by the one and only legendary artist known as Getz. Yup. Yup. Um, now, Paul, when I introduced the podcast, mm-hmm. I asked you, you know, just quickly to make sure you understand what the science is. Mm-hmm. Um, did you catch what the science was of me playing Breaking My Heart by Mint Condition? Was it because I have pretty brown eyes? Absolutely not. <laughs> I thought your eyes were blue, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine knowing your boy's eye colour for real. <laughs> like, yo, what are you doing? Dude. Why are you looking at my eyes for? Like, is you the police? <laughs> don't, don't look me in my eye, nigga. <laughs> now, nah, tell, tell, tell people what science was. Man, um, in this month of February, there were a lot of projects that came out. Mm. And I was ready to talk about every single one of them. Yeah. But time constraints. Time constraints. And Paul reminded me, yeah. Raheem, I know you want to talk about some of these albums, but time constraints. Yeah. And when he said that, I said, you're breaking my heart. Pretty man. I absolutely yeah. did not say pretty brown art. I loved. Let me just, let me, <laughs> ch- let, bro, I'm on ad-libs today. Yeah. You're running the point, I'm slashing. Like, that's how it's going. <laughs> oh, my days. <sighs> we're here, man. We're here, we're here. Yeah, how you feeling? How's your mental health? How's everything going? It's all good. It's all good. Um... Podding ain't taking it out of you? 
Never die. Never die. It's the only thing that rejuvenates me, Paul. I feel you. You know, this is what I do for real. I feel you. How about you, man? Man. Mental health? We cooking. Mm -hmm. You know, last year was about branding. Mm. This year is about expanding. Man. You know, we're on episode 21. Yes, sir. Soon we'll be on 23. Oh, my God. Let me get to 24. Oh, my God. Me on episode 24? You have to go crazy on that. You done saw me on episode 8. Oh, my God. You done saw me on episode 2. Oh, my goodness. Let me get to 24. Oh, my goodness. Paul. They shouldn't let me get to 24. They should cancel us. With, they shouldn't. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> I'm actually not ready to be, not ready to be cancelled yet. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's go, let's go cooking, man. Yeah. Let's go I... cooking. You, you, you felt like you had a real good get-to-know or question of the week um, that, that you wanted to, to bring up. Yep, definitely. Um, now, over... This last Friday that's just passed us, depending on when you're listening. So let me give you a date even. The 20, what, 6th? Yep. 26th of February. Um, two deluxes were dropped. Chloe and Harley dropped their deluxe for the Ungodly Hour. And um, Bryson Tiller dropped his deluxe for Anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, two albums that we've spoken about on this podcast. Um, anniversary in... A lot of depth, even. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you what you thought of them because I don't think I didn't listen to time to listen. I didn't, I didn't listen to either. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be. Dead That's honest. fair. That's fair. Um, I'll start off by saying you should listen to the Bryson Tiller deluxe because I do think he redeemed himself a little bit with that deluxe. Um, but the question I have for you today, Paul, what do you think makes a deluxe album good compared to what makes a deluxe album a waste of time? That's something that you're not gonna listen to regardless. I think I think it's a really good question. And when you posed it um off mic, I was like really intrigued and I went racking in my brain about what does make a good deluxe and what makes a bad deluxe. Mm. And I think um it's changed a lot, obviously with the way music's changed and the advent of streaming, right? We see all the time artists will will drop an album and then maybe it could be a week, could be two weeks, could be months later mm. down the line they'll drop like a deluxe and they'll throw a whole host of new songs on there, right? Mm. And a lot of the time, I really don't like it. Yep. Like, I factually don't like it the way modern day albums do deluxe. So, for, like, for example, Lil Baby, um, mm. his album last year, My Turn, I thought it was a great album. I thought it was one of the best albums of 2020. Of 2020. You and mm-hmm. I have discussed it. We've had back and forth about it, right? And then, obviously, he goes and drops the deluxe and it's a whole new hour-long album with yeah. a few of the songs from the old album still in there. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, out of the deluxe, we got what I believe is probably the biggest song of 2020, which was We Paid with mm-hmm. ba- Lil Baby and 42 Doug, right? Yeah. But then the rest of it, I'm just like, I prefer the OG. So I don't necessarily like deluxes done in that way. And so I was thinking to myself, like I said, just really in this period, like what type of deluxes do I like? What type of deluxes am I feeling? And I think for me... I'm settled on the deluxes where one, I don't feel like I'm just getting the B sides that didn't make the album. Okay. Um, I, that's that's very important to me. Like I again, we'll, we'll never know because I'm not in mm-hmm. those studio sessions. But a lot of the time, I'll hear a deluxe and I feel like you literally just all the songs that didn't make the album, you put mm. them on and marketed them as a deluxe. And mm. I'm like, there's a reason they didn't make the album originally, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So stick with that. But I think the most important thing is, does it fit the theme? the voice and the vibe of the album as a whole. Um, Does it carry... Is it... It shouldn't be 
it's sometimes it's difficult to do deluxes for a lot of albums because there's a finite end. So like really good albums will have like a finite end. Like we know what the final song is. So then when you add these extra songs on, it's like, okay, it's more of a bonus than a deluxe, right? But I feel mm-hmm. like there are some albums where it should be an extension. You know, it should be a, a epilogue. It should be a PS at the end of the letter. And it should still fit onto whatever the original album and tracks were. Um, I feel like in the modern day that isn't done I say modern day like I mean like the past like two three years yeah. but I feel like that isn't done as well as I think it was really the five years ago or at the turn of the last decade mm. Mm. that's interesting it's interesting I think that um, you know I think back on some of the recent deluxes that we've had mm-hmm. and yeah your point with the B-side thing is definitely um, definitely poignant when, mm-hmm. especially when you look at who, who dropped the deluxe recently? Um, Janae dropped the deluxe. Janae dropped the deluxe. Neither of you, are, neither you or I have listened to it because, again, it's literally like, okay, now the album is, what, an hour or so long? I No, that's, I, mean, I have listened to it since. At the okay. time when it came out, when we talked about it, I definitely had it. Mm-hmm. I have listened to it since. And I, I'm actually really happy that you brought up Janae mm. um, because I didn't necessarily want to do it. Um, but I'm really happy you brought up Janae because Janae to me has an exo- is an example of an artist who has done deluxes in the way that I like it and mm-hmm. done deluxes in the way that I don't like it. I don't like it the way she did it on Chilumbo. Right. She added maybe like 10 new songs. Yeah. Different songs, couple remixes. Kehlani dropped on the BS remix. I'm going to talk about Kehlani later in this episode. Remind me of that. She dropped on Mila J, Chris Brown and Snoop Dogg. Like, mm-hmm. But I didn't like it. It, it was unnecessary. Mm. And it also fits into the fact that I do like that album, but it it, it wasn't a fantastic Janae album. Mm-hmm. Now, if I go to Sold Out from 2014, right? she dropped a deluxe. So Sold Out original album is 12 songs. Mm-hmm. The deluxe is 14. Mm-hmm. But the two songs that she added are two of the most important Janae Aiko songs, I think, of her career. Because it's Remember, and then it's my personal favourite song, Blue Dream. Mm. That's how you do a deluxe. Mm. Because it flows like if you listen to the original album of sold out just the first 12 songs and the album ends with pretty bad freestyle with common yeah it feels one way and it's mm-hmm. nice but then when you add in that deluxe and now the album ends with blue dream yeah there's a reason blue dream is that is the song on my sleep playlist because mm-hmm. it is a finite like it is an end it does tell you off it closes things out really Mm. nicely Mm. and i think that's a good way to do a deluxe adding things that actually fit the vibe of the rest of the album as those two songs do whereas you know chalambo doesn't necessarily do that but also then in a sense they're like there isn't a as strong a vibe throughout that album i guess i like that answer i really do i think um yeah no you're actually right you're right because i was thinking like it was a situation where I looked at one of the deluxes that came out this weekend. As I said, Bryce and Tiller's anniversary. The first time I listened, the first album, like the album alone, is bad. Me and you both sat here and we said, no, this isn't a good album. It's probably one of the only albums we've reviewed on this podcast where we've literally just both been like, this is bad. Yeah, yeah. Easily, easily. But then listening to the deluxe, and I wasn't even going to listen to the deluxe. It wasn't until I saw... Big Sean tweet out um, that he was on the deluxe. I said, I Big Sean hasn't let me down in a while. Let me actually go and listen to what they're saying. And the seven songs that he added, 
were I wish he just gave me those seven songs alone mm-hmm. because the fact that they're attached to that album that I didn't like before means that I'm probably not going to listen to the songs that he added as much as I should because they they're really really good. You know, really, really good. I think there's like multiple ways in which deluxes are done because now that I'm thinking about it, right? Like, we could get into this deluxe or bonus, right? Mm. And I think there is a difference between bonus tracks and a deluxe. Mm -hmm. And then I also think that, like, I'm just thinking about to have a deluxe is like, there's like a deluxe, like I just mentioned with Blue Blue Dream and Remember on the end of Sold Out by Janae, where they're a continuation of the album. What you're describing with Bryson Tiller reminds me a lot of J. Cole Born Sinner, the deluxe Mm. version. Where in reality, what we're getting is an EP extension of the album. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's yeah. completely different. So like when I, because as you said that, I was like, that reminds me a lot of Cole, Born mm. Sinner. Because Born Sinner ends obviously with the song Born Sinner with James Fontenroy. James! Oh my God. I'm waiting for my two-pack, nigga. <laughs> That's all I want. I haven't been asking for an album anymore. I just want to like that. <laughs> I just want two songs. Oh my God. Um, it ends with the beautiful song Born Sinner. And then the deluxe came. And all of a sudden, it's <laughs> Miss America. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and it's still amazing. And then all of a sudden, it's New York time. <laughs> then all of a sudden, it's she gone pop. Oh, my God. Then it's niggas know. Oh, my God. And goodness. then it's, it may seem like our fire has been a little burnt out. We're tired. Do you know what I'm saying? It's a, it doesn't necessarily fit mm. in the... Um, in the Forbidden Fruit, in the Chain and Day, in the Crooked Smile, it's, it's different. Like, mm-hmm. Miss America doesn't necessarily fit in that ilk. Yeah. But it's a new EP. Mm. I'm starting... I could listen to Miss America down and take it as a whole J. Cole short EP. Mm. And I'm feeling that's what you're saying as well yeah. about this Bryce until the anniversary yep. pack. Mm-hmm. I think, um, again, like, as you literally just... Like, you said it perfectly. Sometimes these songs literally, they don't... They don't feel like they belong on the album. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the time, I think, especially like you say all the time, Future gave us the blueprint. Man. If these guys release some of these projects as different projects, they'll go crazy. Yeah. They'll go crazy. Especially like, um, like you look at Revenge of the Dreamers, yeah. right? Part three. Yeah. They dropped their first album. I loved it. Yeah. I'm sure. I loved it. Yep. And it did what it did for a year. A year later now, they dropped. Revenge of Dreamers. The director's cut. <laughs> and it has like an additional, what, 10, 11 songs? Yeah. And it's literally, the only reason at that point to go back and listen to it is for those 10 songs. Mm. But because they've released it as a deluxe version... It's rough, because now you've got like an... It's it's now an hour 30, hour 40 minute album. They're just daunting. Like, you're not going to want to listen to it's it. It's a tough task. It's, I think there's a way to do it that... And again, this is what I mean, like... The streaming does that you know mm. you do that because you want people to go back and continue to boost up those streams and you mm. want those numbers to continue to go and i'm like don't do that yeah you know yeah. what i mean because at the end of the day like i'm just be i'm a fan i'm mm-hmm. the person that you actually want to go stream so i can say this as a fan like if you give me revenge of the dream as the director's cut as just those 10 11 songs mm-hmm. i'm gonna go listen to those 10 11 songs yep. and if i really like those 10 11 songs i'm also gonna say man let me hear Under the Sun again. Yeah. Let me hear Girls, Girls, Girls again. Let me hear. Or let me. Let me hear Costa Rica again. Mm-hmm. Or conversely, let's say I don't like those ten, eleven songs. Yeah. Do you know what I'm gonna do? Yeah. Say I did like the original. One. I did like Under the Sun though. <laughs> I really liked Costa Rica. 
Man. Do you remember when 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 Reza <laughs> said we go taco up? Put put it in the back of the Lamborghini <laughs> truck. I said, yo, you know that's not you're not signed to these guys. Exactly. You have that leeway. That's on damn respect. <laughs> like that's that's so as a fan, I'm just like you don't need to don't do that. Mm. Don't because you get we just we had a discussion about album length. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And. An hour and night. I do not have an hour and thirty minutes to sit mm. down and listen to your album. Yeah, that's why it starts getting a bit ridiculous. Do you know what I'm saying? So, mm. Mm. it's very interesting. It's very very interesting. I do hope. I mean, Jake, not J Cole. Uh, Big Sean did it with his last album where he did, then segmented it after the fact. Yeah. And released all of those segmented albums. I do hope that. Um, what's my guy? Bryson Tiller does go back and do that. Tiller. Because again. Those seven songs that he released on the end, mm-hmm. yeah, no, they they should not get slept on, but they will get slept on because I don't think anyone's really trying to listen to that whole album just to get to the last seven songs when the first ten songs are that painful to listen to. Damn, that was harsh. That was harsh. But, you know, it is what it is. You know what, yeah? There is another person who had an excellent deluxe. Mm-hmm. Elite deluxe, even. Who? Lucky Day. I see what you did there. Come on, man. I see what you did Come there. Come on, man. Just Cause, like... Because it might... You know, now that you say that, mm-hmm. it might be time. It's time. Let's get into it. Girl, don't make me waste my time. Don't go blowing up my line. This ain't real, baby, I'm cool. I've seen it one too many times. I know how to read the signs of... Table for Two by mm. Lucky Day. Uh, this EP comes in at seven songs, 23 minutes. Man. React. Paul, I'm going to let you run point on this because I have a lot to say about this. Okay. I have a lot to say. So okay. I'm going to let you start. So I can kick off. Kick it off, man. Lucky day, you stole our whole flow. Word for word, bar for bar. Listen, no, listen. You stole my, you stole our whole flow, word for word, bar for bar. All right? Because who took you through the different stages of a relationship? <laughs> I'm dead. Who did it first? I'm sick and tired of niggas stealing my intellectuality. <laughs> I'm sick. This, this is why we're going to Patreon. <laughs> Yo, at some point we're gonna get into our complex run. For real, complex, double XL. Oh my goodness! All of them. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! <laughs> you nigga think you're safe? You think mm. you, bro? You think you're sweet? Mm. <laughs> all right, no. In all seriousness, <laughs> what? How did you react when you first saw that this album came out? Man. Um... Paul, I had a very tumultuous journey with this album. Ooh, what a word. Thank you, man. Thank Come you. On, man. <laughs> um, it was crazy because obviously you're the one who informed me that Lucky Day had just released. Yeah, I definitely hit the I definitely hit the chat saying, yo, Lucky Day dropped a pack. Yeah, yeah. And you know me, that's all I have to hear. Yeah. Especially after painted. Yeah. I said, yeah. yeah, no, okay. Let me let me go download that now. Not not later, not in ten minutes now. Mm-hmm. I downloaded it. Um whilst it was downloading you know, I quickly glanced over it just to get an idea of what I was in for. Mm-hmm. And I was personally disappointed when I saw it was only seven songs long. Okay. Um, I said, oh, 
damn, I would love more from Lucky Day. But if it's giving me seven, knowing Lucky Day is going to be an amazing seven. Mm-hmm. It might even feel longer than it actually is. Mm-hmm. And I looked at the time and said 23 minutes. I said, ah, that's short. But <laughs> I said, that's short. I would, personally, I wanted at least 45 minutes mm-hmm. from Lucky Day. But cool, fine. Again, I'm going to give you the benefit of that, whatever. Um, I then played the album. And Ego Trip was the first song. Yeah. And I thought, ooh, he said the scene. Mm-hmm. This is about to be saying, like, he's going for a whole concept. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And then it dawned on me, this was taking up one of the seven songs. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, a lucky day. He's not trying to give us any music. <laughs> but I said, you know what, yeah, it's lucky day. Let me give him the benefit of the doubt. Alright. So I let the album rock, Paul. Yeah. And the first voice we hear Yeba. is Yeba going crazy. I said, Whoa! Who is this? Yeah. I need to listen to more of her now. Yeah. But I let the album rock. I let it carry on. I said, yep, Yeba is going crazy. And then Lucky Day came on. And I said, oh, Lucky Day is going mad. Lucky Day is doing his thing. Yeah. But Yeba was going crazy just now. Should I really love the song and listen to Yeba again? Cool. Poor second song. I let it rock. Mm-hmm. Tiana Major. Again, so I'd never heard of her before. Mm-hmm. I heard this. I said, I can't believe I've never heard, heard of her before. This girl is going crazy. I said, and she even had a UK accent. I said, oh my goodness, Raheem, how have you missed this? How have you missed this person? And then Lucky Day comes on and I say, he's cool, but I want to hear more of Tiana Major. I feel you. Then the next song comes on. Yeah. My Window. Yeah. By Mahalia. Yeah, it does. And I said, oh, this Mahalia girl, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah she got next. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, she got crazy. She hasn't got next. She got now. <laughs> she got now. <laughs> she was going insane. Pool. I said, "Yep, yep, yep. This is the one. This is the one right here." And again, Lucky Day came on, and I said, "This is cool," but this isn't what Mahalia was doing. It was at this point that I realized, "Oh, I see what we're doing here." Fam, <laughs> I got. I sort of get it because the whole point was, you know, Lucky Day table for two. You're trying to show love to all these women in music. Right, so the concept's working, the music is good, but I keep on thinking that Lucky Day isn't really showing anyone up. Mm-hmm. And um, again, you only have six songs now to really show someone up mm-hmm. or to let me know that this is your project. So at that point, I said, mm, I'm disappointed. I let the rest of the album play. Again, I was enjoying all the songs, but the deep down, I was disappointed because one, it's short. Two, I don't feel like you're the highlight on any of your songs. And three, it's very, very short. I know that was point one, but I have to reiterate it for point two. Um, so I left it. I went back to another album I was listening to because a part of me was really hurt. But then Paul, two days later, mm-hmm. bear in mind that I don't listen to this once. Mm-hmm. Two days later, whilst I was working, I found myself humming. I just said, Mm-hmm. I said, what song is this? What song is this stuck in my head for no apparent reason? Mm-hmm. It wasn't until like an hour later that I was like, fam, am I humming to that new Lucky Day? Let me go back and listen to that album. <laughs> and I listened to it again. I said, this music's here. This is crazy. This may be short, and Lucky Day may not be killing anyone on this album, but this music is hitting. Mm-hmm. And then I listened to it again. And I listened to it again. And I listened to it again. Yeah. And I said, no, he he, he has one. Yeah. 
He has one. Yeah, he knows how to fucking bark. <laughs> this is an insane this album. Is a great album. <laughs> this album is special. Special. I do still wish it was longer, but man, this is. I've said it before and I'll say it again. This is music made correctly, and when music is made correctly, you can't do anything but enjoy it. Oh, see, I saw this come out. I got a notification on my phone. Spotify mm. hit me on the hit me on the thing. Just like yo, lucky day pack. I was like, alright, cool. <laughs> I know what time it is. Mm. So I'm sat at my desk now, you know, working away. Music's going, and I was struck straight off the bat. Track one or mm-hmm. track two. You've been channeling energy. I said, wait, stop, stop. <laughs> hold the presses. Hold the presses. Is that Yebba? <laughs> I had to go check my phone. It was Yebba. Okay, oh, cool. I let, the, I let the track rock. You know, vibing, vibing, vibing. Track two comes on now. Lucky Day does his thing. Mm. Voice comes in. Voice comes in. This ain't no fun. You love the back and forth. I was like, wait, who is that? Uh-huh. Check my phone. Tiana Major. Okay, cool, cool, mm-hmm. cool. Nice. Love the track. Kenta mm. rocking. Next track. Voice comes in. If you can't stand the rain, I was like, wait, that is not, I know this ain't Mahalia now. Bam. Look at my phone. Bam. Mahalia. I said, okay, what are we doing here? Because this is three for three now. This is three for three now. Mm. So I had to go back. I look at the album cover. It said, lucky day, table for two. Mm. Okay. But I looked at all the tracks and I was like, all of these have features. Okay. Mm-hmm. All of these features are women. Okay. Mm. And I remember, okay, February 12th. Mm-hmm. So in two days, it's February 4th. This is a Valentine's Day. It's a date. And I had to go back, obviously, mm-hmm. now start up again and really just listen to the story. And again, you know, I joke about stealing our flow, but it's, it's so true. You know, you go yep. through, you take people through the different stages and phases of relationships. Really, the phases of being on a date yep. and having discussions or arguments, you know, like, you left me on red. Mm. That's really where we're at. Mm. Like, I'm sat here looking outside my window. Like, if you can't stand the rain, if you can't oh take the goodness. pain... Then you can't take the sun. Oh my god! And you can't take the sunshine, and I can't make the sun right. Oh my like, goodness! It, it it was. I really liked this this project. Like yeah. I loved the story of it, the conceptualization of it. I really enjoyed the. Uh, it's it's our age old combination, man. What what more do you want from me? Songwriting and vocals. Mm. There's nothing more I can say. Mm. You give us songwriting and you give us vocals, you're mm. going to get a feature on this podcast. Yeah, no, easily. <laughs> like, <laughs> like he's, uh, he's solidified this place. It's so easy. <laughs> um, I really liked it. Yeah, I man. really liked it. I liked it as a light pack too. I, mm. I really liked the fact that it was short. I, I, I wouldn't have wanted more features. I wouldn't have wanted more people. I would Because if you think about mm. the fact that this would have been, if he did this exact same thing in an extended version, mm. there would have been way more features and you would have had to do you know, so many. You had to get so many other voices. You would. You would have had to portray so many different other facets of relationship. I think just keep it simple as it was, mm-hmm. in the vein that it was. Like, I I really like that. I really like the fact that it just felt short. And like I say, we just got a snapshot of different aspects of relationship. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I even like the fact that it wasn't the same person each time. Like, yeah. it was a different voice each time. Because yeah. you could even freak that and say, I'm a player. I'll be going through through with these different women. But really, I just want one. That's why I can never mm. really find love. Because mm. I can never find commitment. I got trust issues that's building. <laughs> <laughs> I think it just comes on the podcast and just vents. <laughs> just be venting. You guys don't be picking up. Let me call out. Let me call out. That's the session for me and my therapist, real. Hi, Janine. I said Janine. <laughs> Her name is not Janine. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, that's that's my vibe. I've really I really messed mm. with this album. Mm. Seriously. I mean, I definitely want this to be longer, but I will say the fact that 
He does not miss. He doesn't miss. On all six songs of the seven song EP. He doesn't miss. He doesn't miss at all. Um, One thing I want us to do on this podcast, right, mm. is um, continually bring up the people that we shouted out on um, Change the Forecast as having big years in 2021. Mm-hmm. And so with that, Ari Lennox. Yep. Access tonight. Yep. Ari Len- why does Ari Lennox refuse to miss? Do you know what's crazy? And I'm just about to get into it. I'm so happy you brought, it, brought this up. Because to me, and this is going to sound crazy, to me, Ari Lennox would probably the worst feature on this. Yeah, but no, no, no. You can't do that because Ari Lennox doesn't have a verse. Yeah, no, but that's exactly why I'm doing but it. Because th- she might that's be, completely different. But she might be the worst feature. But I think the way she stands out on this album, like, how can I put it? It's like saying, oh, that's the worst Hove bar, but it's still a Hove bar and it's still better than most other people's whole works altogether. Because Ari Lennox's voice on this song is so special, Paul. Yeah, but see, that's why I say you can't even compare because now you're comparing apples to oranges because you're comparing feature verses where people get their own segment, their own written verse, right? So mm. essentially Ari Lennox using her voice as an instrument. Mm. to do ad-libs for the most of it. Nah, I feel like it's fair. Because if you're all singing, you're all singing. If I'm singing an ad-lib... No, but it's not ad-libs, though, because she sings the whole hook. She sings a hook beside Lucky Day. (laughs) And she still stands out. In unison. So I don't think you can compare the same as her doing that against Mahalia having a whole verse or Yeba having two verses and a pre-chorus and a hook. Nah. I feel like it's more than fair. You're comparing a 30-second snippet, then, to a three-minute song. It's still a feature. You're comparing a... Th- I'm not talking about feature. Listen, to what, I, listen, listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. You're okay with comparing the 30-second snippet to a three-minute song? Yeah, because about what you do with that. All right, then. We'll agree to disagree. You're going to have to... Because <laughs> <laughs> I think that's ridiculous. <laughs> if you float on your 30 seconds, then you float on your 30 seconds. But you wouldn't count the 30 seconds. You're counting a snippet against a song, which I wouldn't do. But then, okay, so we look at another album. Um, Scissor Control. Yeah. James Fontroy has what? Yeah. Literally barely mm-hmm. any barely anything on that mm-hmm. album compared to um, any other feature on that album. Okay. He's still the best feature on that album. I don't compare James Fontroy to Isaiah Rashad. I don't compare but James. He... Font- I don't compare James Fontroy to Kendrick Lamar. I don't compare James Fontroy to Travis Scott. That's a you thing then. Who else is featured on the album? Huh? Who else is featured on the album? On Control? Yeah. I can't even think. So I'm, you, you're comparing a James Fontenoy to rappers? Yeah. That's you. I'm not doing that. <laughs> that's you then. Yeah, like. that's why I said we'll agree to disagree. Yeah, we're going to have to. Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Out of all the voices I heard on this album, Ari Lennox was the one that probably... As I said before, to me anyway, the way I look at features, well, probably the most underwhelming feature, but even in it being the most underwhelming, it's still probably one of the best features that I've heard, one of the best features I expect to hear. How many of these voices had you had before? Um, Queen Niger. Yeah, because that song's on Queen Niger's album. Of course it is. That's why it says featuring Lucky Day. <laughs> I didn't even do the side. I thought Lucky Day was just being humble. <laughs> um, Ari Lennox, Mahalia, and that's it. Okay. 
I hadn't heard of um, Yabba. Tiana Major 9 is someone who I've now gone and done the homework with. And um, Joyce Rice isn't someone I had heard of necessarily. That's fine. But in saying that, man, every feature on this was crazy. Every feature on this was crazy. What's the song? Hmm? What's the song for you? Man, I think it has to be my window. It has to be my window. Just for, in fact, no, I'm lying. I'm absolutely lying. It's falling in love. It's falling in love. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. What Joyce Rice does with this? Ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. This whole fact, this whole song is just. And this is. Do you know what it is? This is the reason why the fact that this album was short hurts me. Because I get to this song so quickly. Because again, now that I know what the song is, now that I know that song one isn't even a song, and you know I've listened to it so many times, I don't listen to song one. So I put on song two, which is How Much Can A Heart Take. I get to this song so quickly, within what, 10, 15, not 15, 23 minutes basically. 20 minutes to be exact, I think. And then by the time I get to this, uh, this song now, I already know we'll come to an end. And this song is perfection. This song is absolute perfection, but it just dawns on me that oh, the album's ending and I don't want it to end especially if you're ending this strong what about you man what's your song oh how much can a heart take mm. Mm. you had me after the first line yeah but like had me after the first line mm. you've been channeling energy sending it to me right on the line mm. you know you're fine and somehow you find the time to whine and dine your bitches better than me Oh my god! Oh, this shit trash, but I'm going to give it right back because that's what I've been getting. Mm. You've been out on the block acting crazy, doing your thing, and then you turn around and blame it on the moon? Oh my goodness. On the moon! Oh my goodness. Okay, so now that's what we're doing. Bam. All you Sagittarii, Cancerite, <laughs> huh? Capricorn, Libra scale... <laughs> Huh? Constellationization, <laughs> Mercury in, 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 in lemonade. <laughs> huh. All of you. Um, she said, "How much can a part take?" When feel. Oh my goodness! Oh my goodness! She was in her bag. You found me in a hard space, and then in Kazaki daylight, you say you're done here. No pain, no pleasure. Girl, I took it all. You took my. You take my money. <laughs> And I don't get a thing back. I don't get a thing. Didn't Anderson Pack just tell you about this <laughs> on Hotel? <laughs> oh my goodness gracious. This is a masterclass. This is a masterclass. I really like this project. I really do. I, really do. I would love more projects in this ilk of like from different artists to do mm. a similar thing. Like I would love to see, I mean, I don't even know who I think of off the top of my head, but different male R&B artists and different male and female R&B artists, forgive me, just to like pair up and do some shit like this. Mm. I like this trend that they're doing in general in music like we saw it like we've spoken about Buster and um, Rhapsody mm-hmm. when they did their song and then we spoke about Anderson Pack and, and Jasmine Sullivan when they did their song it's this little it's little trend of getting both perspectives male and female I think mm. it's very interesting mm. Mm. yeah no you're right I didn't really deep that that's been happening a lot recently but you are right hmm <laughs> just to go back to <laughs> how much can a heart take yeah mm-hmm. there was a long I think there was like a two week stretch there where I thought Yeba was Yeba had to be the best songwriter of all time <laughs> because for so long I didn't realise she was saying phases of the moon I thought mm-hmm. she was saying faces of the moon and I said if she's saying faces Face of the moon, moon mm-hmm. 
the shit the best on right all the time. Because <laughs> <laughs> the moon is a sphere. It only has one what face, face, but it also has infinite faces. <laughs> I said, whoa. Yeah, but this is how you're, this is how you're moving? <laughs> oh, and that. That right there is exactly why you all need to add Snow Allegra so we can get these vocals yep. and put all of that on, yep. on mic. Because look at the songwriting we'd be doing. Oh, man. Huh. Yeah, that's Lucky Day, man. Table for two. Shout out Lucky Day. Um, soon to be friend of the show. Mm. Big fan of the music. Thank you for the project. Um, and so that was one of the, the one of our favourite albums that came out in the month of February. Yep. Um, now it's time to switch tacks. Hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah. Man. The soundtrack to the movie. Um, well, let's let's start with this. I'm going to play just a snippet of the track Black Messiah, and then we'll we'll get into to the review of the album. Chicago, Illinois, a young panther was born, he became a man when he was just a little boy, excellent athlete, he excelled in the classroom too, high supreme action speed, that's when his passion Yes sir, yes sir, that was of course the legendary Rakim on the track Black Messiah off the um, soundtrack Judas and the Black Messiah, the inspired album. Mm. Um, the album came out on February 12th. Um, it is 22 songs. It's an hour and eight or an hour and nine minutes, depending on what platform you're on. Um, like we said, it was, of course, is of course um, the soundtrack to the album Judas and the Black Messiah, which is, you know, about the the life and times and the betrayal of um, Black Panther Party leader in Chicago, Illinois, Fred Hampton. Mm. Um, I, I remember a few in one of the podcasts we had in December. I remember closing out by saying that people should really go away and just read and and inform themselves on black on black panther by sure mm. and fred hampton specifically in his yeah. life and his causes um killed by the fbi mm. murdered assassinated at the age of 21 um and so this movie comes out um i haven't watched it yet have you i haven't but i really want to i'm, I'm planning to mm. how, how did you feel what are your thoughts take man. me through it man man give me a whole shebang man <laughs> um I, there was a there was a period of time where, you know, I had seen that the soundtrack was getting a lot of buzz on Twitter, but I didn't really. It's not even the soundtrack I saw getting a lot of buzz. It was the fact that Jay Z, and Nipsey Hussle were going to be on this album that was getting a lot of buzz, and I said, mm, okay, I'll listen to it when I have time. And, I saw one advert for it that basically just said, "Oh, Hit Boy is bringing you, her." Um, Nas, Jay-Z, Nipsey, um, Masego, J.I.D., Rhapsody, Shmino, Saba, Chicago, BJ the Chicago Kid, Lil Duck, White Dave, G. Herbo, not, I said, okay, that's enough. That's enough. I'm going to listen right now. I'll listen to this right now. That's fine. Um, and man, he didn't let me down at all. He didn't let me down one bit. Um, this project is fantastic really really good and i really like this trend of as of the last what i would say since black Panther is the one that i remember really kicking it off as in recent history anyway 
where soundtracks have started being really, really good. And it's not necessarily... Because I don't believe anywhere... I haven't watched a movie, so I can't confirm, but I don't believe that all of these songs are going to be on the movie. But it's similar to Black Panther and Compton, where, yeah, no, you're going to get a bunch of songs that... They're in the vein of the songs that are going to be on the movie, but they're not on the movie themselves, if that makes sense. Do you get on go come with that? Mm-hmm. Um, this project was fantastic, man. I can't, I can't say enough good things about this project. Songs one to song nine, man, man, special, special. But what about you? What do you think? Can I ask you a question? Mm. What did you learn about Fred Hampton from this project? Nothing. That's why I hate soundtracks. And that's exactly why I don't like this project. I don't think that's the point of this soundtrack. I, I don't though. care. I don't care. That's why I hate soundtracks. All of this is great music. If you mm-hmm. want to sit here and talk about the instrumentation and the music and the verses, we mm-hmm. can do that. I think it's amazing. It is great music. Of course it is. Like you said, it's EP by Hit Boy. The artists are on here. Hers one of the best artists on the planet. We know mm-hmm. who Jay-Z is. We know who Nipsey Hussle is. Rest in peace. Masego, one of the best artists on the planet. We wax lyrical about Rhapsody all the time on this podcast. BJ, the Chicago kid, one of the most underrated best rappers on the planet. Pooh Shiesty, Got Next, Polo G. We can talk mm-hmm. about, we can do that until the cows come home. Mm-hmm. But what did you actually learn about Fred Hampton? And you can say that that's not the point of soundtrack, so that's not the point of this soundtrack, but it should be the point of this soundtrack. Because he, he as a person is too influential in black culture and black American history and black history in general for you not to use every opportunity to educate people. More people will probably listen to a soundtrack than will sit down and watch a movie, right? Or maybe even not. But there'll be people whose favorite medium is to listen to music. And mm-hmm. it, there'll be people who will never listen to our podcast, but they'll listen to the music at the start at the end because they love music potentially, right? Mm-hmm. You, you, you then have a duty then to, to talk about these, these things, to in, influence people. The only song that really gets at that seriously is Black Messiah at the end by Rakim, which is why I was very concerted to play it. And this and this is my thing, and I stand with this on so many different soundtracks. Again, we can talk about the music being beautiful and heavenly mm-hmm. and amazing, and it all is. Like, I have nothing to say about the music. You, these are some of my favorite. Sir is on here. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. These are my favorite artists. Mm. Like, I, 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 I love the music. Didn't learn shit. Doesn't progress the story at all. It take it in any if anything it takes away from from the message potentially of the movie or from the message potentially of Fred Hampton's life itself. I remember when everyone was going crazy before this soundtrack came out about you know Jay Z and Nipsey being on a track together, and we can get into that because I think Jay Z's verse is sensational. Mm. And I remember No Name tweeting something out right, and she's so fucking right. She was like, "Yo, Fred Hampton, if you know anything about him, would have hated." Jay-Z and Nipsey Hussle or specifically Jay-Z because he would have hated black capitalists Mm -hmm. and you have a black capitalist on the track to represent him now I'm not even that far in that vein with no name but she's so fucking right and if you're doing that means because if you're not doing this soundtrack to one promote his life and to promote you know the importance of who he is and what he means and what he stood for then you're doing it to profit off his likeness and his name and that's not a good thing. And so the fact that ASAP Rocky starts off his track on here, which is um, Rich Nigger Problems, by saying about 12 bad hoes in my section in Vegas told me everything I need to know about this soundtrack, which is I, I, it, it's all good music and it has nothing to do with Fred Hampton on the movie. 
and that is why I hate soundtracks and why I actually did not want to talk about this album on this podcast. Mm, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like... I don't think that's fair, man. I don't think that's fair, I'll be honest. Because it's a soundtrack. So, yeah, I see what you're saying when you say uh, it should be to educate us about Fred Hampton and everything needs to be working towards that. But at the end of the day, the movie's been made... Everything around that movie is literally just to support that type, well, support the movie. The movie is the main thing here. That's what the main focus is. That's why the soundtrack is named after the movie, Judas and the Black Messiah. The soundtrack is not, you know, whatever else they could have called it. Um, and in it, in it being that, it's very much just trying to, the way I take soundtracks anyway, is like, okay, let's create the vibe. That's all it is, really. I don't look at it. I don't look at soundtracks to oh, sum up the movie for me. No, that's not what I'm saying. But that's what if it was educating us about Fred Hampton, that's what it would be doing. No, not not at all. Because the movie is showing a specific portion. Mm-hmm. You can also educate. There are songs I like on this because mm-hmm. it educates about the same causes that Fred Hampton was fighting for mm-hmm. or speaking about. What's the song that Nas has? EPMD. Yeah. That one fits even some some of the words that her was saying and fight for you fit mm-hmm. the causes but it's when you then stray and you just bring in other artists to do promotion we don't you because look we're sat here february 28th the movie's been out have you watched the movie not yet but i'm good don't give me not yet have you watched the movie yes or no no okay so it hasn't worked as promotion because you it, you haven't you didn't listen to this and go oh no now, now i need to watch this movie because all of this is promo all of this is just to help hype mm-hmm. the movie. Black Panther part, Black Panther soundtrack, it was all just to hype the movie. The Any other soundtrack, BSF soundtrack, it was all just to hype the movie, right? And mm-hmm. so you're using it as promo. So it hasn't even worked as promo because two people who have sat here and listened to this, because they're the only ones we have, so 100% of this room have listened to this and have not watched the movie. Even if we say we're going to, we've had chances to. We both have online, we both have the internet, we both have the ability to illegally stream this shit if we wanted to. Like, that's not fair. Like, th- yeah, but that's not fair. Why? Because of the movie. So? So, watch it, the mindset to watching a movie and the mindset of watching a TV show is completely different. This isn't a TV... We're not, we're t- okay, but we're talking about this soundtrack. We've listened to this soundtrack. Yeah. Right? This soundtrack is how long? Um, an hour and... An hour and what? An hour and... What was it, 10 minutes? It's an hour and nine. Nine minutes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're not too far away from a typical... Like, a movie's minimum hour 30. I don't, know how, I don't know how long this movie is. Mm-hmm. The movie's minimum out of 30. So you're not too long. So we could have... This time we've spent listening... How many times have you listened no. to the soundtrack? Multiple times. So the time that you spent listening to the soundtrack, you could have watched the movie? No. Why not? Because I don't just do nothing whilst I'm listening to this album. I'm literally busy. I'm More time I'm working. You can be busy and watch a movie too. No, I can't. Because when I work... You, you can mindset, as people. Not me. Okay, so I'm saying then I can so you this could. this has not worked as promo on me, and I'm a fan. Yeah, that's on you. That's uh, fine. Fine, then on me. Yeah. This hasn't worked, but it also hasn't worked on you because you haven't watched a movie yet. No, because the next movie I'm watching. But you haven't watched it yet. That's not fair. You haven't watched it yet. There's how many movies have come I out? I don't know. But you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> there was a time where uh, you could like, you could have in in a perfect world, and this is what they would have wanted you to have listened to the soundtrack. Said, "Oh my god, I'm watching this movie as soon as it comes out," and you have not done that. Whether life got in the way, I'm just giving you... I'm literally saying it on the base. I'm not taking anything else into context. I'm not giving no fucking contextual basis. 
I'm saying yeah, that because that because they don't know Raheem, they don't know Paul, so they're going off the simple metric of we want people to listen to this soundtrack, yeah. and the exact minute that the movie comes out, they're so gassed off this soundtrack that they're going to watch the movie. Or that people listen to the soundtrack and they say, yeah, I'm going to go watch this movie. They want it to be the exact minute because they don't want anything else to get in the way. This soundtrack has not done that because it doesn't tell you anything about the movie. Again, the music's great. If you want to sit here and talk about the instrumentation that Masego brings, you want to talk about J.R.D. going crazy, you want to talk about Rhapsody going stupid, we can do that all day. But we haven't, there's nothing, I take nothing away from this about Fred Hampton. I take nothing away from this about the bullshit that the FBI was pulling in the 60s and 70s like it, it, it I just don't I don't like soundtracks and I definitely don't like soundtracks in the space where this is a biographical drama film about one of the most influential men in history and you 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 use it to as a promo tool to promote these artists who probably have other things coming down the pipeline again there are some who do an amazing job Black Thought Welcome to America Rakim, Black, Mas- Black Messiah at the end, but I'm just like this. I, I, I hate, I hate soundtracks, and this is plain and sim- plain and simply the reason why. Man, nah, nah. I, mm. Again, we're gonna have to agree to disagree here because I think it's unfair. I think it's very unfair. A lot of this is unfair, but. Fair enough, if that's how you feel, that's how you feel, innit? It's one of those, again, when I listen to it, it's very much in the same vein as a Compton or a Black Panther movie or um, what other soundtracks come out lately, I don't think. But like with those two soundtracks there, it was like, okay, yeah, these songs, I can picture how this song is going to set up a vibe in the movie. And if it's not played in the movie, okay, yeah, the song is here for enjoyment, it's setting up a vibe. But that's all I take from soundtracks. It's like a, I look at soundtracks the same way I look at DJ Khaled's albums, to be honest with you. I'm not looking for a concise project with a concise topic that's going to stay in that lane. I'm looking for, okay, a project that's going to create an atmosphere, if that makes sense. Of just, okay, yeah, cool. This is the style that the director was going for, this, 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 this. And then the movie tells the story for me. For me. God forbid Jay-Z passes away, mm-hmm. right? And they do a, a biopic on Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And one of the lead artists on the soundtrack is Taylor Swift. How are you feeling? Mm, it will depend on how it's used. Just, just your, just your gut reaction. Taylor Swift is the lead, is the big feature on a Jay Z on the soundtrack to the official Jay Z movie. How you feeling? I wouldn't like it. That's it. But it's how it sounds at the end of the day. If it sounds good. But that's see, and now we're that's what I'm saying. We're on completely different planes. We're on completely different planes when we talk about this because you, like you just said, sounds. And I can, I told you, everything here sounds great. It's mm-hmm. great sound. I don't. We're not. This is deeper than sounds. If you put these guys on an album together collaborate it pitch it call it hit boy presents like mm-hmm. hit boy and friends like shout out d'angelo like mm-hmm. you can do that do that but when you're putting it in the vein of okay as part of the judas and black messiah movie and this celebration and this exploration into fred hansen's life we think it's very important that we you know use music as a way to tell a story not even his story but a story and we're going to bring these eyes in these eyes in these eyes in to do that then you have a duty to uphold there's a duty of care which you need to exercise, and I don't believe that was exercised here. 
and I don't believe it's ever exercised in soundtracks for the most part, which is why I don't like soundtracks. I don't know, man. We're just gonna have to agree to disagree here. I don't know. Is I think it's gonna be a situation where I don't think we're ever gonna agree on this one. I'll be honest. That's bad, but we love the music. So talk to me about the music, man. Um, man, <laughs> too much to say about the music on this one. Uh, I think everyone knocked it out of the park. The only song that no two songs that weren't necessarily for me were All Black by G Herber, but that's mainly because I don't really. I've never really been. I've never really understood G Herbo as an artist. I'll be honest, it's never been for me. Um, but in saying that, he has a song, he comes on again, Revolutionary by G Herbo, that slaps to me. That that song I love. I love that song, so take that as you will. And then um, ASAP Rocky, Originating Problems. Ah, ah. I had to sit down and ask myself if I'm over ASAP Rocky as an artist, I'll be honest. I feel like every time I hear ASAP now, it's sad. It's very sad. I had I spoke um I said it to one of my friends the other day. I don't know I feel like the respect that I have for ASAP is solely off of his early career at this point. Similar to Drake. I if when you look at the what have you done for me lately with ASAP Rocky, it's a little bit disappointing. What about you? What do you think? In terms of Rocky? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's been known. I think that's been known. I think I think testing not doing as well as it should have done really hurt his career. Yeah, yeah. Testing not doing as well as it should have done because of the Drake and Pusha T beef, which, I mean, thank the Lord for the Drake and Pusha T beef because you are hiding a child. <laughs> Let that boy come home. Your man is sick, sick, sick. No, I, I, I think it, it really hurt because Testing was a good album. I remember, t- I remember someone listening to it saying, this is a good album. I, I just like didn't care thing. to go back to it again. Yeah. And but it had hits on there. It had hit, good it hits did. on there. Praise the Lord was on there. Yeah. ASAP Forever is on there. Great hits. I think there was another. There's another track on there which really like went crazy, which I really loved. And then the album, like as I was liking it, like it was experimental. It was different. It was outside of his typical vein. Mm. I mean, it was outside of his typical vein just by being called testing, like mm. not being called at long last ASAP or, mm. and, uh, or or all love lost ASAP or all mm. that type of dumb dumb ASAP shit. But yeah, so I think and like you said, the album's called testing. He was testing things out, so I don't mm. blame him for that. But I do think it really hurt. And then obviously getting locked up in Sweden didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe cut some slack there. But. And they just say, hey, we'll find the bathroom slipping on the I was like, what? <laughs> nah, man. Um, I, I mean, I guess let's get into it. Because at some point, at some point before recording this, hit boy called Jay-Z. Mm-hmm. And said, yo, Jay, I have, um, I have a real, real big opportunity here. Not opportunity, but just a song that you'll be great on. And Jay said, nah, nah, I'm good. Uh, I'm, I'm retired. I'm not really making music like that. Hitboy sat down and pondered and said, mm, nah, I need Jay-Z on this. This, this is too perfect not to have Jay-Z on this song. So he called him back. He said, Jay, I don't think you understand. I have Nipsey Hustle verse ready to go right here. We just need you on this song. Jay said, wow, you got Nipsey? Mm, that sounds amazing, but nah, I'm good. Listen, I'm retired. I don't really make music anymore. Hitboy went away and said, damn, I need to get Jay-Z on this. I don't know how. So he called him one more time. He said, Jay-Z, Nas is on this album. 
So Nas is dropping. Mm-hmm. Jay Z said, "Okay, hold on. Okay, right, right. <laughs> I'm down around yeah, the corner. Okay. <laughs> I'm coming now. One second. <laughs> and Jay Z went flipping nuts. Talk to me about Jay Z's verse, man. Well, unfortunately, none of what you just said happened because Jay Z heard this beat in 2013. <laughs> Jay Z's heard this beat since 2015, actually. Um. <sighs> Scorpion bricks way before Aubrey's double disc. Forty on my lap, clap sound like forty did the mix. <laughs> Filtered bass, sift coat like like a Michelin star chef. Chef kissed to my wrist. I go dummy with my left. Mm. Um, look, IRS on my dick. Try to audit all my checks. Too late. You know they hate when you become more than they expect. Mm. You let them crackers storm your capital, put their feet up on your desk, and yet you talking tough to me. I lost all my little respect. Mm. Look. I'm selling weed in the open, bringing folks home from the feds. I know that the paycheck's going to be mean. I'm saving all my little bread. Look, mm. at this point, there's there's only so many times he can prove to you that he's the best rapper of all time. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, so, so what Jay-Z is doing now in the twilight of his career mm-hmm. is that every time you hear Jay-Z speak, He's just coming to, 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 to remind you that I'm the best at this. Yeah. But he's also coming to educate you and just talk to you about some real shit. Like, listen, they criticize me on everything. And all I'm trying to do is bring niggas home from the feds. Mm. Mm. All I'm trying to do is pay niggas lawyer fees for real. <laughs> Man. They're killing niggas in their own hood that makes sense to you at all? Mm. Does it? Mm. Mm. You burn your bridge to the other side. You know you can't swim across. Bam. Bam. I think that's and y'all know is. niggas can't swim. <laughs> they fried Mike after he died. Y'all know niggas can't win. Oh you never God. land. All jokes aside. Hmm. Hmm. Pull. Yes, sir. I think that's what it is with Jay-Z for me, man. He makes it look too easy. He makes it look way too easy. For him to be spitting some of the things that he spits. Yeah. It's too crazy what he's able to do with such little effort. And for it to sound like his little effort, but for it to be such high quality, Jay-Z's best. His so, best. Could this, there's so many ways you could break down like this verse and this song. Because you could break down the lyrics. You could break down the rhyme scheme. You could mm. break down the double meanings. You could break down like the stories of like niggas killing... They're killing niggas in their own hoods. That makes sense to you at all. And mm. relating that to how, obviously, Nipsey passed away and the relationship that Jay had with Nipsey and, obviously, Nipsey being on the song. And, obviously, like, we've said, heard Snoop Dogg say in an interview, like, he saw Jay at Nipsey's funeral and Jay, like, hold him like he was crying. Like, mm. you could go into that. And you, all of that, right? And then you sit back and you sort of just think to yourself, yo, Jay-Z doesn't write verses down. Like, he crafts them all in his head. Like... There's a podcast that's coming at a later date, right, mm. from us, where we're potentially going to talk about, like, who we feel is criminally underrated in music. Mm-hmm. And I was going to come on there and say, Jay-Z, because mm-hmm. for you to perfect the skill of rapping so superbly yep. that, like, you have verses from before I was born, mm-hmm. which people will say, oh, that's his greatest verse. And then you have verses from me being sat here Jordan year. <laughs> saying oh no this is his greatest verse mm. is is ludicrous mm. ludicrous he's just been too 
He's been way too good for way too long, and he's never been a nigga this good for this long. He said it. That was that was in three. <laughs> like I said, Jay Z's a living legend, and I'll tell you why. Everybody wanna be Hove, but Hove's still alive. Real yes. niggas is extinct. It ain't safe for me, my dog. Mm. Mm. This is a fantastic verse. I think someone else who and we we can't stay here because we spend a lot of time on this project already. Mm. I think one person who had a sen- sensational track, and I would implore everyone to go and listen to, is Black Thought. Welcome to America. Yeah. Welcome to America, Black Thought. Um. Everything I just said about Jay Z being the best rapper alive, right? Mm-hmm. The best rapper of all time. Black Thought is one of those artists where every time you hear him rap, it's impossible to imagine that there's someone better at this. Yeah, and no, Black Thought, like Black Thought is truly, truly underrated because there's a lot of people who don't know who Black Thought is. We're saying Black Thought now; they've actually never heard Black Thought before, but he's been doing this. The the lead rapper in the Roots, legendary artist, legendary person. Like his his song "Welcome to America" on this is is really good, really poignant. Talks a lot about the the failings and the falsities of the American dream, um, which is a myth, especially if you're black in America, trust me, I know. Um, mm. But I would I would employ you got I would employ you what's got to listen to the soundtrack. It's really good music. Mm. Like it's really great music. Everything I said is just my own personal critique as especially being a history buff and being a neo communist. But like I would definitely say go and listen to the soundtrack. It's really good music and you'll enjoy it. Mm. Mm. What's the song they have to go and listen to? One song. One song, yeah. something ain't right, Miss Ega. Um, okay. You know what's coming. Yeah. Man, um, first of all, if you know me, you know I love Miss Ega, So, easy. Then you told me JID's on it. Yeah, easy. And then Rhapsody comes on, and it's not official that Rhapsody's are my personal top three rappers currently. Um, just because she brings that same excitement, I feel, every time I hear either Rhapsody, Kendrick, or J. Cole. So, congratulations, you know, clap out. But yeah, what about you? What's your top song? Black Messiah, man, by Rakim. Go and listen to Rakim's voice if you haven't heard it. A lot of you may not have heard Rakim's voice, and that's not even a mm. slight, like, he's, but he is one of the legends of this. I'm just going to listen to how he tells the story, um, the story that he wants to tell right at the end, Black Messiah. But, I mean, if you're going to listen to that, you might as well just listen to the whole project Honestly. and get there at the end. For real, for real. Save a little treat. Huh? All right, can we get to the reason I'm really here today? We can. The only reason I'm at this podcast, because <laughs> to be honest, to be honest, mm. I didn't want to come. I didn't want to come today. But there was, there's an album that we're talking about today, yeah. Listen, the moment it came out, mm-hmm. the moment it came out, oh my goodness, the moment this album came out, whoo! I'm gonna just give you a little interlude. We said hi, goodbye to me. songs 49 minutes released on um february 12th the same day as lucky day mm. um man listen where were you you know what did you feel 
Were you expecting it? What did you think? Just give me your general thoughts, you know. Um, I definitely wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Where did I start? Where did I start? So obviously, my main focus on day one was Lucky Day. But mm-hmm. as I said earlier, the album sort of disappointed me on my first listen. Mm-hmm. So I went and listened to Black Judas. No, Judas and the Black Messiah for the rest of the day. Yeah. And I had that on repeat for a while. Um, then obviously, I saw your tweet of oh Pink Sweats. We're gonna have a two-hour podcast on this. Absolutely. I said, oh, okay, cool. I need to listen to this. I need to listen to this before the pod comes out. And then I saw Pink Sweat, you know, interact with our tweets. Yeah, yeah. I said, okay, I definitely need to listen to this. Um, I mean, before we even start, before I get into it too much, what what were your thoughts on it? I'm going to keep it short for now. Okay. It's the best album I've heard since Ego. Whoa. The best album you've heard since Ego? Yeah. Oof. All right. I mean, I'll be honest. Um, I turned on the album, and obviously 18 songs, what was it, 49 minutes, correct? Mm-hmm. And the first thing I thought was, okay, I'll be honest, I'm, I haven't listened to Pink Sweats before. But I've seen people talk about Pink Sweats before. So I knew that, okay, yeah, he must be a very talented guy, the way that I've heard people talk about him. Um, so this was my debut to him. You haven't listened to Pink Sweats before in what sense? In terms of uh, Pink Sweats' album. Okay. Obviously, I've heard him before. Okay. Um, but I didn't know what he's actually capable of on his own project. So I listened to this. And obviously, there's Pink City. Was Pink, Pink City was... Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Pink City was Pink City. Heaven came on. I said, mm, you know what, yeah, this guy can really sing. He can really, really sing. Paradise came on. I said, yeah, no, he can really, really sing. Magic came on. And that's when it sort of dawned on me that I hadn't actually enjoyed the music until Magic. And I think that was my biggest takeaway from this album, is that it was cool. And I could hear that he's very talented, but I don't think it was for me in that it, I get the same feeling I got from listening to Division, which is, yeah, you're talented, yeah, you can sing, but I don't listen to this. <laughs> like, I got physically bored, which is sad, because I really wanted to enjoy this, especially knowing we're going to talk about it. I really, really wanted to enjoy this album. But there wasn't a whole lot of songs that kept me wanting to come back to listen to more. What do you mean by the music didn't start until Magic? I didn't enjoy it. Magic was the first song where I was like, oh, wait, hold on, what am I actually listening to? It's similar to how, um, remember when we talked about Trey Song's last album? Mm -hmm. And I said, I came to the realisation that I did not need the first four songs. It's the same here where I don't need... Pink City, Heaven, or Paradise. If we started Magic, oh boy, yeah, cool, I'm awake. But between Pink City, Heaven, and Paradise, I started off bored. You're in a very interesting trend right now Mm. with that. Because what you're saying is you don't like stripped down R&B. And you like the built-up production. Yeah. Which is fine. But Mm. I think then you're undercutting the the stripped-down nature of Pink City, Heaven, and Paradise, and R&B in that vein. Um, I find I find what you said funny because I do 
I always say, when I, I listen to this album a lot since mm. it comes out, and I always say, oh, the album really starts with magic. Mm. Like, the album really kicks, because that's when the groove comes in. Mm-hmm. And you're absolutely right. That's when the beat comes in. That's when the grooves comes in. But, again, you just said, oh, this guy can really sing, right? Mm-hmm. And have you read the lyrics to anyone of Pink City, Heaven, or Paradise? But that's the issue. But have you? Just I haven't. Answer. No, I haven't. Then that, there's, there's, there's beautiful music there. There's be- it's just not mm-hmm. instrumented. It's really stripped down and really pulled back. And I think, and there's a reason why I play the interlude to, to build into this, that's so important in the context of this project. Because he's not going for one sound or one style or one mm-hmm. vibe. He's not going for one form of R&B. It's, it's everything. Like you said, when I was a kid, I was play the radio and I would try and listen to every single channel of every single different type of genre. Mm-hmm. And you see that. You see those influences in so many of these different songs. And so it's sort of segmented in the sense that you do get different elements and different aspects of R&B. And he's allowing you to... He's showing off his skill in so many different facets. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that's the centrally important key of this. Like see, It's almost like you're wandering through to a different part of the planet with each section of the album. Mm. And I think that's that's so important to take into account. See, again, like I, like when I was listening to it because I was trying to enjoy it. I think um, I was definitely taking into account the fact that yeah, he's really talented. And when I was listening intently, I was realizing oh no yeah he is, the lyricism in this is nice I really like what he's saying. But that's the issue. I had to force myself to listen intently. There wasn't, because we've listened. I've listened to pull back R and B. I've enjoyed many songs where it's like, okay, we stripped all of the beat away. It's just this person singing. I've enjoyed it a lot of times. But at the same time, there still has to be something about what you're doing. Yeah, I get that. There's no beat behind you. Yeah, I get that. Well, there is a beat behind you, but yeah, I get that. It's very. It's very, very sim- simple, simplistic, slow, whatever. There still has to be something about what you're doing that's going to make me have to listen to what you're, go- what you're saying right now. And I feel like that's what's missing. I feel like I had to repeatedly throughout this album force myself to be interested in what's going on. And at a point, it gets exhausted, especially when it's 18 songs long. There's a point where I say, oh, okay, you know what, yeah, I actually... I would rather just listen to something where I can't help but listen to what they're saying. Okay, so then what's missing? I don't know. I can tell them. You did, bruv. I can't you tell You can't them. be doing this. I can't tell you. Can't listen. Listen. I just gave you a whole soliloquy on what was missing for from my last album. How can you not say what's missing? No, though? but I honestly don't know because... So then it's more you then? Possibly, possibly. I think something that I realised maybe today is maybe I'm not listening to this in the right environment. Possibly, because when I'm listening to this, I am at home pretty much just at my desk listening. And it did feel so, like you said it as soon as I got into your car to come here today. You said, Oh, yeah, you need to listen to this on a sunny day whilst we're driving. And it did sound different, in all fairness to it. So maybe I'm not listening to it in the right environment. But if I'm not cutting it slack, without cutting it that slack anyway, because I can't, I can't prove that that's how it's going to be for all of the album. Um, Right now, I think it's just a matter of song making, song making ability. I don't know if he can do it, 
because I haven't heard enough from him to say that, oh, he is capable of doing it, he just needs to do this and this. It is just a case of, well, yeah, no, you're just not an entertaining artist to me right now in what I've heard when you strip it back like this. He can be entertaining because, as I said, magic is where I was like, oh, no, okay, yeah, he's going crazy. Yeah, no, I think you're bugging. I think you're bugging. Um, especially when you talk about what you just said about not being a song-making artist. Um, entertaining. Uh, sorry, entertaining song-making artist. I think that's... Yeah, I think you're bugging. Because I think, like, this will be... Uh, if, if Again, I think if this album, especially even the songs that you're necessarily saying that like, you don't like were, were under someone else's name, I think you'd, you'd be in love with them. Because every single aspect of songs that you do like and do love are in those same song like the songwriting's there like if i was to read you the lyrics of pink city and then you add in the fact that you just said oh this guy can really sing Mm -hmm. then you have that combination of song making vocals so maybe it is just the way where you're listening on the mindset you're in when you've listened to this album thus far which is understandable and and it's a you know that that happens a lot with albums i say all the time with me like there are just albums which when they came out i just wasn't in space to listen to them and so i just didn't because mm. i wasn't going to do them the disservice of being in a bad place maybe lucky day pissed you off the first time you, you listened to it by the album not being good and you weren't in the r&b space anymore no but by the time i listened to this i was a fan of lucky day and i think that's what that's what's holding me back from really like trying to give this album so like excuses because i listened to over this month, I listened to a few albums where the first time I heard them, I knew they were good, but I wasn't in a place to listen to them. And I gave them another chance when I felt like I was in a better place. And it still didn't resonate the way... Well, the album, other albums, they resonated the second time I gave them a chance. This one still doesn't resonate. There's still something missing where I say, hmm. But, when yeah, you, but that's my thing, though. What is the something missing? Because if you can't pinpoint it, then we have a problem. But it's tough to... It's easy to pinpoint the something that's missing when there's someone like Bryson Tiller where I can say, mm, okay, I've listened to this album, this album, this album. Here's what I loved about this album that's not in these two albums. And that's the reason I don't like these two albums. This album had this missing, this album had this missing. When there's someone like Pink Sweats who I've literally just come on here and said, this is the first album I've heard from Pink Sweats. This is the first project from Pink Sweats that I've seen him put together. And for me, there's something there where I'm saying, mm, I'm getting to this point and I'm exhausted by having to keep on trying to listen to what you're saying rather than just being put in a place where I can't help but listen. Then at that point, I don't think that's on me. I don't know if that's on me. Maybe again, I have to be outside. But if that's the case, then mm, I don't know what that says about the album for me. For me? Like mm-hmm. I said at the start, this is the best album I've had since Igor. I think it's masterfully put together. I think every song shows a different range of Pink Sweats as an artist. Mm. I think as a first full project from him, I think this is a great way to start. I think it's a great way to start. I think the aesthetic Pink Planet album cover explaining the vibe I made this place Pink Planet from all my different influences from all my different vibes from all the different music I loved to listen to growing up as a kid and so with that welcome you know welcome here to, to the Pink Planet I also like the fact that he did that interlude at track 7 not mm. at track 1 
Mm. So that you you had to realize that you're going different places, and you're sort of like, okay, magic is very different to heaven, and even magic then is different to so sweet and different to chains. And then mm. you get to the interlude, and he explains it all. This is where you are, and then you go back into your journey, and then you're on beautiful life, which again, out in the sun, beautiful life, like yeah, that's just where we want to be. Seventeen, I see, and then at my worst, mm. specifically the remix. Kehlani's the queen of remixes. Um, and I've been thinking this for a couple years, even dating back to when she hops on Into with Weston. Mm. Kehlani really hops on a remix and is like different with it. Like she hops on the Icy Girl remix with Sweet and was different. Mm-hmm. The No BS remix that she hops on with Janae was different. I can't remember now if the song with her and Tiana was a remix. I may have, it, uh, wasn't. it wasn't. It was OG, but that was a good song. Um, but yeah, Kehlani mm. really comes and fucks up a remix. But I, I, I like, and then to round it off, to end off this project with honesty was just like, he didn't have to do it, and then he did, and mm-hmm. he just comes and gives you that song, which like, damn near half of the podcast which we have, we play it before, this we play it before we record and go crazy because it's a fabulous, fabulous song. I thought this was an amazing project. Like I'm still starstruck by it every time I listen to it. I can't, I, I, I'm surprised with how much I like it. Like, I'm a huge Pink Sweats fan. Mm-hmm. And so when I saw this, and Spotify didn't inform me this was out, which was crazy. <laughs> Absolutely crazy. I was so viciously angry. It wasn't, <laughs> it, it wasn't until I hopped on TL and I saw somewhere, just like someone put, New Pink Sweats. I was like, huh? And I had to go into my phone. And I saw New Pink Sweats. I was like, huh? And I realized Spotify, in my morning email, which tells me what drops on Friday, if you didn't mm. tell me this, mm. wild. But... And then after I listened to it, I was just like, yeah, this is exactly what I wanted for a Pink Sweats tape. I thought it was, I thought it was amazing. His vocals was amazing. His songwriting really sticks, really sticks on so many different aspects. And then the instrumentation he used on different songs, the melodies. Uh, I was all over the place, man. I was really, I really enjoyed the journey for Pink Planet, personally. Mm. Mm. I don't know, is that one... I'll probably give her another chance, especially when the more I'm going to be outside, you know, now that it's starting to get a bit sunny outside, we'll see if that changes things. But as of right now, it's not an album that evokes a lot of emotions out of me right now. But I'll be honest, like the phrase that you're giving me, giving it is making me want to like, want to enjoy it. I think that's really that was the biggest reason I really wanted to enjoy this just because I saw how crazy you were going over this. I said, okay, it can't it can't not be good for Paul to be giving it this high praise. I'm still going crazy over it, but also I think this is a this is a thing, and we have had this discussion for years where I tell you, don't ever tell me what you think of an album. I do not care Mm. because then I'll listen to it and I'll hate it because Mm. you're 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 hyping it up so much and that could be the case like it could be the case that you saw me or anyone else just going crazy over it and expecting okay this this big huge grandiose thing then you're just like oh it's actually like it was it was talked about and i read about it like it's a 10 and it comes out and in your head it may be a seven it may be an eight but because Mm. it's not that 10 it then feels like a three Mm. and so it it could be that that happens to me all the time happens to me I, i say it all the time that's probably Say it all the time. That's probably the biggest reason I'm not a Chance the Rapper fan. Mm. Because everyone spoke about this guy like, as soon as I hear this music, my life is going to be transformed. And I listened to it and I was like, this is just very decently good music. And mm. so I just kept him pushing. And 
that happens with TV shows, happens with movies, happens with everything. So that could be the case. Um, I wouldn't be surprised as well. Possibly. It's a mental thing. That's a psychology thing. That's mm. a different episode. <laughs> That's when we do shrooms. <laughs> Alright, man. This guy's crazy. <laughs> Alright, man. Mm. Got one I, more. One more, man. One more. One more. UK legend, man. Yeah. Um, legend of the game. Someone in my, my older brother's era and that. Gets mm. album Conflicts of Interest. Mm. Um, it comes in at 16 songs, one hour and 10 minutes. Um, I'm going to kick it off like this. This is the introductory song. This is Fine Wine. I just hit the belly. I just hit the belly. Rude boy, I'm the certiest. I thank you ain't enough for my services. I was probably an accident, but I know what my purpose is. My skin is immaculate, but I've done some dirty things. Psst. Serving it, trap, strap on the lap like a serviette. Bang, Sammy Sam, circling, but but fam, when the man at the van, I was hurdling. All right, that was a song, Fine Wine by Getz, mm. um, off the album Complex of Interest, as we just mentioned. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts, man? What are your feelings? The album? How how did it take you? Um, sum it up, man. Um, this was another weird one for me. It was a bit. It's been a weird month. Where um, the first time I heard this, again, I could hear, I could hear that this was a good album, but I don't think I was in the right place at the time to re-listen to this album. Um, obviously we had our pre-pro meeting and we said, yeah, no, this is the album we need to, to discuss. So I went back and listened to it again. And once I realised what this album was, I think that changed everything for me. What was the album? This wasn't an album where, okay, yeah, we're going to get people hyped. We're going to, we're going to get music in the clubs with this. We're going to blah, 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 blah. It was more so an album like, no, I'm going to tell my story, sit down and listen. And he does that so well. He forces you. Forces you. That's the difference, I think. When I listen to this, I can't help but literally just be so attentive to every word he's saying. Throughout every song. He literally... I don't know how he does it either. Because it's, it's not like the production of any of the songs are crazy. Or that he goes like out of his way with the wordplay. I had an analogy earlier this... Um, I think it was even yesterday morning that I came up with the analogy where a lot of our, I know a lot of people who listen to podcasts don't watch basketball but he really reminds me of Luka Doncic because <laughs> it's like yeah no you're not doing anything crazy like that like you're not dribbling the ball like Kyrie Irving or Steph Curry you're not you're not doing anything fundamentally crazy mm-hmm. you're just sticking to the fundamentals and you're so good at the fundamentals that yeah no you are an all-star mm-hmm. yeah people do have you as an MVP right now because like no one can really guard you for real Mm -hmm. and that's what he's doing here like he's just stripped down all his rapping to like the most basic level but he's doing it at such a high level uh he's doing the basics at such a high level that it's like wow i'm blown away at the level of storytelling that you're doing right now and it's just i can't help but appreciate it what's your relationship with gets like music in the past um that's a great question. Oof, that's a great question. 
he is someone who I've enjoyed his features, but I've never gone out of my way to listen to Getz. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously going back to <laughs> you channel on Stars Days, mm-hmm. I would listen to a bit of a Getz song if it came on came up. But I wasn't. I was very much skipping through the channels to get to like the hits. I wasn't necessarily trying to listen to Gets at that point. Um, again, I'm getting into like the UK scene. I'm relatively not new, but it took a while. It took longer than it did most people for me to get into the UK scene. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I think my relationship with Gets is probably not as. Solidate as solidated as most other people's relationship with Gets, mm-hmm. but this album did it for me, man. This album did it for me for sure. What about you? Um, I really like this album. I really, really enjoy it. I really love this album. Um, I agree. It's a, it's a real it's a real deep story, man, and he takes you through his life and his come up and really just like resonate. And there's a there's a line on one of the songs in this album and I'm going to paraphrase it because I can't remember off the top of my head and I wouldn't be able to find it if I tried right now Mm. but he's just like there's so many guys who are claiming king and claiming champion in the scene like I'm not around Mm. and so like full disclosure like I have my older brother Festus right Mm -hmm. is it gets I I don't think it's hyperbolic if I should say that gets is probably his favourite favourite artist like all time like from time I was like 10, 12, younger than that even, like I remember just watching my brother go crazy over some guest bars, right? Mm. So like I've always had that, and that's why I've always been, had a strong affinity to get to, get to the music and him as an artist, because I've always had that in the background. And you know, we, we were just chopping it up about this album the other day, and, and he was like, Getz looks at this music scene now, the UK music scene now, the UK rap scene, the drill scene, whatever, and all of that is based off his influence. Mm. All of it. Mm. Stormzy, Hetty, all of them. However prominent, however weak they may be, mm. all of them are based off his influence. All of them are based off what he was talking about in two thousand, in the early 2000s, right? Mm. Like, their ability to go number one with tra- tracks talking about what they did in the bando and in the trap house in the UK is based off gets coming into the scene and doing that mm. and doing what he did and so he looks at the scene he sees all these guys claiming champion claiming king and it's like let me let me let me hmm? let me not even remind you guys who i am because clearly you don't know yeah let me tell you everything mm. that i am everything that i went through all the times i had to go on this concert on this stage shout out my skin about how i had the knife i was still carrying knives back then Damn. like Damn. I, I'm I'm gonna inform you on everything we did, mm. everything that I did, so do you never ever ever get confused again about who run this because it's not you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and yeah. that's that's the vibe of this whole album. Yep. Like that's why fine white. Like we were talking about it again. My brother he said like guess is someone who like writes the intro last, right? Mm-hmm. So fine white was the last song he wrote. And you can tell from the fact that he ends it off. I've kept you here for a long time now. Go mm. enjoy the album, please. Mm. Right? Like, and then it, he never raps like that like, <laughs> for the rest of the album. But like, as he's talking on Fine Wine, like, you can really tell. He's trying to tell you guys, like, look, we came up on and did some crazy shit. Like, the scene that we were coming up on 
we're not the scene that you lot are coming yeah, up on now. Completely different. So all you youngins, come sit down and pay homage. Mm. Mm. And I get why you can't pay homage, because you don't read, so you don't know about me. <laughs> so let me show you about me. <laughs> oh, man. He did such a good job with this one. Mm, isn't great it? job. The storytelling. It's crazy how good the storytelling was. It's movies. He's painting movies. Easily. He's paint- And I'm deliberate with he is painting movies. Mm. He's using his skill to craft something that's so clear, like, so cinematic, like, so easy to see. Like, when he says, on tour with my Skinner, I was still carrying knives back then. Mm. I can see what that tour looks like. I haven't been there. Like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I don't even know what, I don't know what city they were in. I don't know whether it was a big auditorium, whether it's, but I can see the tour. Mm. I can see the people he's with. You know what I'm saying? Yep. I can see the haircut he had, like, <laughs> down to the teeth. Fam, I mean, we're here now, so let's get into it. There was a lot of features on this album. Yeah. A lot of features. What did you think about features? I like them. I like them. I think they helped tell the story. I don't think many um, took away. I think, so there were some songs that came out before the album dropped, which I heard as features. So Skeng Man was Stormzy I'd heard before the album dropped. Okay. Um, and I didn't like it before the album dropped. Mm. I like it more on the album. I think yeah. it's placed well on the album. Um, Back Row G and Parcelu. I'm really happy they're on the album. I'm so happy. I I love them together as a duo, man. They're a great duo. They're a great duo. They're a great duo. I don't think they shone as brightly as they can. But no, I don't no think that, that I don't think that was the the purpose of this. I think them mm. being on this on this album shows the respect that Gets has for their craft, mm. and also just the, the level of respect that they have for for Gets as well. Mm. Um, Gigs. Fool. Gigsy. Oh, man. Gigs. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> Gigsy. Um, <laughs> Gigsy. Um, straight Darth Vader. He's Darth Sidious. I was like, yo, I was coming off watching the Clone Wars. <laughs> like, he's speaking to me. Oh, my God. <laughs> um... I thought to Giggs's verse on here. He didn't have to do all of that. He didn't man. didn't have to go that far at all. Jeez, Mira yeah. May, shout out Miss Mira. Yeah. Emily Sande. Woo! It was great yep. to hear that voice. Yep. Ain't it great to hear Emily Sande's voice? Um, I've heard her a lot as of late. A lot recently, innit? She's doing yeah, no, she's back. Um, Big Ed, for me the the standout feature, Dave Retfree to yep. Hamza. Yep, 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 yep. Niggas is really good at closing out albums these days. And it's one of my favourite things. Like I'm really happy that everyone's gotten really good at closing out albums these days. Literally, I think the two most... Well, three things about an album that I love the most. One, I say every week, production value. You have the production value there, you have me. Two, a great intro. Great intro sets up the album perfectly. Some of the best albums... Well, the best albums of all time all have amazing intros. And three, a great outro. You finish your album off well, yeah, no, that's it. You're leaving me off on the best, the best taste in my mouth. Pause. Big pause. <laughs> but now, nah, yeah, the outro on this, woof, woof, the outro on this. Wretch oh has God. a way of like when he talks, like not raps, just when he talks. Mm. It's really like it hits you know like he's not he may not even be saying anything that deep or you may not even feel like he's saying anything that deep but it hits like it's yo 
Like, it's the deepest thing in the world. And here he is saying some good shit, like, stuck between a rock and a hard place. Mm. Sold rocks in a hard place. Mm. Used the same rocks to build my margin. One big house on a little old street. We, we fell in love with little Bo Peep. Like, it's oh real God. simple, but the way he uses his voice to say it, like, really pierced the soul. On mm. the back of that piano in the background, mm-hmm. like... And Dave rapping over a piano. Oh, man. Oh, man. Dave slander will never make sense to me. It does Every, every now and again, the TL just goes on this, this... Every, like, three to six months, the TL will just start slandering Dave. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. People are just bored. Mad bored. Because Dave is one of the most talented artists that we have to offer. Boris needs to let people outside. Because yeah. they're bored. And it's disgusting. Mm. They need to stop this. Because... <sighs> <laughs> when Dave comes on, and the piano is just going. And he's just floating. Because you know Dave can play piano, right? Yeah, no, no, I know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, that's the thing. You can't let Dave near... If you let Dave rap over a piano, oh, okay, he's going to educate you. Right yeah. now. Right, right now. now. You have to get the paper. <laughs> right now. Right now, we're both going to learn. Right? There's no two ways about it. And who gets to tell us what a soldier is? Mm. Middle Eastern children molested. You run the clip on the news, then we get over it? Oh my god. What happens when you don't follow? Mm. Cold niggas cold niggas so borrow. Mm. Mums cried, doves fly, tears in a thug's eye, push bass, pump white, overdose, mum die. Man. Man. Excuse me? Man. Man. Come again? Man. Her choice. Man. Rough life. Hard truth. Tough life. Come again? Whose choice? The mum that her die? He isn't even giving us complete sentences. Bro. Two words. Oh my god. That's a throwback to track 20 because Kanye West, two words, the song. I don't even think you deep the science that you did earlier, innit? Because mm-hmm. you really said, you kicked this whole thing off with, <laughs> I'm painting you a movie. Yeah. And what did we start this whole segment off with? Yeah. He's painting movies. No, no, Paul, what did we start? Paint. Paint. Painted. Mm-hmm. Because of Lucky, Lucky Day. Day. Yeah. Movies. Yeah. Because we did soundtrack. That's crazy. Paint. Listen, I can't be here to keep on doing yeah, this. for real. I'm not here as a scientist, I'm here as a podcaster. Stop making me do the science for you guys at home. Hmm? Hmm? When are you guys going to start doing the science yourselves? Heard he went guilty for a lion and caught a nine today. Wouldn't mm. even matter about a 40-minute flight away. Oh Niggas God. up day and night trying to sell you night and day. Oh Our sons goodness. will follow us until the cold light of day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. But when you don't follow the program, you get Kano and, and Rex. Rich. You get Skepta and Wiley. You get Dave and Guess. Women oh on God. the guest list. Relatives respecting 30 years stretches. Bodies in the trenches. Oh, my God. They've killed this album. They, they've killed this track. This is a this is a really good album. As we're actually sat mm-hmm. here, like, like, going into it, I'm actually realizing this is actually a really fucking great album. It's amazing. It's this amazing. It's a really great album. It honestly is amazing. And I'm so happy that... I'm happy I went back and gave it the chance I did to realise what this was because I think if I had not have listened to this the way that I listened to it, I eventually ended up listening to it, I would have been missing out on some some of what could potentially be some of the best music making this year. What 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 song do people need to go and listen to from this album? We just went over it, man. Lil Bo Peep. Mm-hmm. Lil Bo Peep is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, that little pre-chorus alone. Yeah. I really... See, I don't know. I don't know if it's just me. I know you do it as well. Um, so maybe it's just like us, like deep, deep music heads. But when you say certain lines, 
I start racking my brain on what are you what what are you really trying to say with this? Mm. And I haven't quite figured out what they're trying to say with this yet, but I know there's such a deeper meaning to this. Is I don't sleep, I just close my eyes. Yeah. I'm no sheep, but peep she must die. Yeah. The Lord is my shepherd, the Lord is my shepherd. Mm-hmm. And I really want to know what they are referring to when they say Bo Peep. Nice to Ryan, Lil Bo Peep. Yeah. Lil Bo Peep is also sheep. Mm-hmm. I'm no sheep. Mm-hmm. I don't follow the code, I don't follow the trend, I don't need a guide. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do this all my life. I don't need to be guided by society, I don't need to be mm. guided by people. The Lord is my shepherd. Mm. I only follow that. So that, and then you tie that in with what we just said about Dave. Where it says where you don't follow the program, you get Kano and mm. Reg, you get Skepta and Wiley, you get Dave and Getz. Mm. When you don't follow the status quo, you get the two stubborn Nigerians podcast Come twenty one episodes Come deep. On, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> when you don't follow the status quo, you get Udarindi mm. by Udarindi. When you don't mm. follow the status quo, you get Davis Candles. When you don't mm. follow the status quo, you get Bemi's hair. When you don't mm. follow the, the the status quo, you get Zoom properties. When you mm. don't follow the status quo, do you see where I'm going? You know I what see, I mean? I that's the thing. I think, I think that's why, and me being who I am, I gave that about ten different meanings. Cause I is one of the things I pondered. Obviously, I had about ten different like, oh, man, this could easily be a coke bar, but <laughs> I'm not gonna get into it. I had about twenty different thoughts running through my mind when I was trying to break this down. <laughs> Oh man, that's a challenge, man. We should pick an album, and make everything a coke bar. For that album. <laughs> album has nothing to do with coke. <laughs> Yo, you know how easy that would be. <laughs> All of a sudden, Supper Walkers over it's gonna sound so different. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> what, do you mean by, what do you mean by that? <laughs> for me, people at home, I, I would employ you to go and listen to the song Autobiography. Mm. Because, like we just said, this album is a story. He takes you through and paints a picture and he, he paints the movie of his life and his come up in the game. And that is the one. Started out in Nasty Crew, just after Dizzy Rascal Blue. Yep. Stanta took me to Jammers. Mm. I remember it was afternoon. I was still on tag then. Fresh mm. home from Hunter Comp. Like, Jammer played Destruction to me. Told me it was coming soon. Mm. Like, just, just taking you through that, that story, like, Marcus brought me stations. Back to back with Kano. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> how me working on my cadence, spitting in my bedroom, like telling you yeah. really the story of how he got into this. So like, well, so like the the songwriting throughout this album. Yeah. I honestly, this is something that I'm going to be keeping an eye on and comparing different projects to. Yeah. Throughout the year, because I can see this being in my end of year wrap up. Yeah. Already, like yeah. it's just such a good. The quality is just so good. It's just so good. We could really say more, and mm. I would love to say more. I wish we had more time to say more, but I do want to say one more thing though before we end up. For you, I right. do. Just one more. Just one more. All right. Ten thousand. I. Mm, if you haven't listened to ten thousand, and I know a lot of people in the states who are listening, the way that they know Ed Sheeran, this is how I first heard Ed Sheeran. Oh, ten thousand tears. Ten thousand tears. Sorry, my bad. Ten thousand tears. This is how I first heard Ed Sheeran. This is the Ed Sheeran that I first grew up with. So, you know, go back, go listen to that. <laughs> Very nice when I sit in my own whiskey glass, ice cubes, let me with get the guitar up. playing in the back? Yeah. <laughs> Ed Sheeran, you better rap. <laughs> you better rap. <laughs> you better rap, honey. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had 
said, enough of this thing so I'm going to sing shit. Let me get to my roots for real. <laughs> Yo, when Ed Sheeran and Justin Timberlake both just Bam. stick to their roots. <laughs> oh, man. Man, shout out, Gats, just to wrap up. Here's a little, here's a little sample of Little Bro Peep. I don't sleep, I just close my eyes. I am no sheep, Bo Peep, she, she must die. Cause the Lord is my shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. Jumped out the car, had to change your heart, something weren't right. Told the bros, call it a night, but they just said I'm pussy. Pressure for my peers, I never folded though. Blessing from upstairs when I'm rolling, I'm protected. That's a prayer from a grandma. Concerned about her grandson. I ain't phone to say a change gon' come. That's what Samsung. They quick to forget. So every bougie event I attend, I tell them this. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Yo, 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 look, look. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. Spent about two racks on handmade do rags. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. That's everybody from sports to college class to rap and back. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. In my soul. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. And I know. Assuming I'm rooting for everybody that's black. And I know. In my soul. I ain't gonna, gonna know. I need you to know. Man, man. <laughs> we get so good at that, that's crazy. crazy. <laughs> um, man, there's a company. There's a company. Now, what they do is wig storage bags. I know a lot of you guys. I did a lot of years in uni. I've seen a lot of different rooms. And a lot of you guys hang your wigs on the back of your doors, on the corner of your doors, on the side of your bed. Come on, man, we're better than that. It's 2021 now, yeah? We need to be doing bigger and better things. This company makes bags that come with basically with hangers that you can attach your wig to and then put them in the bag and put it in the cupboard for easy storage of your wigs without letting them get messed up so that you have to comb them, get the knots out, blah, blah, blah. The company is called Tabute. It is, of course, owned by a black owner, black female owner especially, so woman, black woman in business doing big things. Um, she also does luxury mink eyelashes. So she's really about her business. Um, go support that. Again, the name is Tabute. It is currently in our description. Go support that. Shout out, man. Sue me. I'm ready for everybody that's black. Black haters say that's crazy. Wow. You know what's crazy? Mm. Is that that whole time the wallet was going crazy? That was poor. We'll get into it next week, man. Alright, so we've reached <laughs> we've reached a point in the podcast. We've reached a point in the podcast, which is everyone's favourite point in the podcast. Why is that? Because it's the foundation that the podcast will build upon Paul. Yes, sir. Once again it's home time. Peace and love. <laughs> no, nah, in all seriousness, man, it's that time where we get into our recommendation bag, man. We get into our 
music libraries, whether it be Apple Music, whether it be Spotify, whether it be mm-hmm. illegal downloads from back in the day. <laughs> and we, we thought, yes, sir, <laughs> to this day. Um, and we, we let you know um, what we think you should be listening to throughout the week. Cats, what you got for the people? Man, is a song by Jack James. The first A is a B, so make sure you spell it correctly. Mm-hmm. It's called No Drama. Man, he is restoring that feeling. Fam, between him, Will Jordan, and... Um, shout out Will. Fam, shout out Will, friend of the show. But between Jack James, Will Jordan, and Blast right now, are the three artists that immediately come to mind. That R&B feeling is being returned. Well, the male R&B artists are starting to return that feeling, and I'm excited. It's a lot of excitement for me, for like just for that feeling being returned. Um, but yeah, go stream No Drama. Amazing, amazing, amazing song. Amazing song. I've had it on repeat for basically two weeks now. But Paul, what's your recommendation for the people? I'm going to take you all the way back in time. I'm going to give you a recommendation by... Um, the artist is Labby Sefri. Mm. And the album is Crying, Laughing, Loving, Lying. Um, this is a an album which has been so influential in music. Labby Sefri is a, he's a UK artist. Um, the album came out in 1972. Um, if you watch Snowfall Season 4... The first episode, the introductory song, which we played at the beginning, is a Labby Sifri song. Um, I believe in one of the most recent episodes of This Is Us, I don't watch This Is Us, but I saw it on the TR. I believe one of the songs off this album, again, was played and it did amazing things. And if you're a Kanye West fan, there is a very prominent Kanye West song, which he takes the sample and it's from a song off this album. I'll leave you to go out and find out which one it is. But yeah, I would recommend Crying, Laughing, Loving, Lying by Labby Sifri. Mm. to each and every single one of you mm. and just like that we 21 deep 21 my 21. goodness my goodness so well, 21 seconds ago i got 21 seconds ago so you know you know oh my god so solid crew they don't want to say something crew episode at all <laughs> oh paul yes sir let's go home Ready? <laughs> I'm so ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Close this out. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, hey, hey. Paul, why are they not listening to me? I don't know why they're not listening. No idea. Can you just listen? I'm trying to tell you something real quick. Hold on, hold on. One second. Just a moment of your time, please. I just want to let you guys know at home Nigeria never carries last. You ready, mate? Party people! Yeah, what you know about going out? Head west, red legs, TVs, all up in the headrest. Try and live it up, rock jewel, bigger truck, peach all glittered up, stick a kid, nigga, what? Jig with a cut, ship Chris, spit it up, hoes rock, get your nut, till I can't get it up. I'm a big man, get this man room, I done hit everything from Cancun to Grand Tomb. Why you stand on the wall, hand on your balls, lighting up drugs, always fighting in the club. I'm the reason they made the dress code, they figure out what and why when I'm in my fresh clothes. Dresses I suppose, from my neck to my toes, neck full of gold, baguettes in my rose, wreck shows, collect those, extra old. By the E, get the key to the Lex to hold. East, West, every state, come on, bury the hate. Millions, the only thing we in the heavy to make. Whether from the ex friend, intellects or bins, let's begin. Bring this BS to an end. Come on. Fuck.
understand we be Rock Kiki, sippin' DP to the TV look greedy uh-huh. Little kids see me way out in DC With a Z3 chrome BBs, they wanna be me Niggas talking shit, they ought to quit Unfortunate, they don't see a fourth what I get And those be the same ones walking while I whip Just started seeing cars cause they auction it So while you daydream, mama say they gleam And I deal with hoes that pose in Maybelline One time you had it all, I ain't mad at y'all uh-huh. Now give me the catalog, I show you how daddy ball That's right. Six cars and power to five big stars Sit up CEO style, smoking on cigars, uh-huh. nigga It's like y'all be talking funny I don't understand language of people with short money Come on now. The ladies, do puff drive Mercedes, take hits from the 80s. But do it sound so crazy? With me personally, it's nothing personal. I do a work for me, you do a work for you. And I dress with what I was blessed with. Never been arrested for nothing domestic. And I chill the way you met me. With a jet ski, a tattoo, a SC. Smoke my Nestle. No mad rap, ass cat, where my check be. Problem with y'all, I said directly. Went from hard to sweet, starved to eat. From no holy shows to menage sweet. Now I be the cat that be hard to meet. Getting head from girls that used to hardly speak. Come on. Bad, 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 bad yeah. boy. You make me feel so good. Uh-huh. You know you make me